Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, college football playoffs are out. What did they get right? What did they get wrong? Does it really even matter? Just generating some hype. And how about the Pac-10? Are they actually, the Pac-12 rather, are they the winners of the initial college football ranking? Sounds like Clemson might have found some motivation. We'll discuss that in just a sec. Home and home radio.com sports original. We are brought to you by Zip Recruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. But we start in the NFL, a fascinating week nine. Boy, you just never know what you're going to look at, what you're going to see in this league week to week, and that's what keeps it exciting. Let's talk to Bruce Gradkowski from Pro Football Focus about all that. Good to see you, man. Dave Briggs and Ross Tucker. Uh, We'll get to the NFL, but first we've been discussing beards on this program do you ever rock the no-shave November full-on beard? Do you just steer clear of the facial hair altogether? You know, I, I, I'm having to go a little bit right now. You know, and I asked my wife if, if it was okay, if it looks okay. And I said, you know, uh, I'm not going to do the Ryan Fitzpatrick one, but I'll a little something going. This uh, is pretty strong. I just don't know how long I could go. Uh, and I'm getting a little more gray than normal so every year you see more and more gray so it's kind of scary guys i like it i like the uh i like the salt and pepper there bruce i like (laughs) i think it's a good look for i think especially for bald guys to have a little facial hair looks good i I think it looks good man um i say keep rocking it my so speaking of rocking it i want to start with your thoughts on Lamar Jackson, I guess I have a couple questions. The the first one being, when you watch the Ravens, are you more impressed by Lamar Jackson and you think he's a bigger reason for the success? Or do you look at the scheme and what Greg Roman's doing and some of the holes in the run game and open guys in the passing game? Yeah, that's a great point, Ross, because I, I'm very impressed with the coaching right now. I think it's it all starts with Harbaugh. He's one of the best coaches in the league. He makes great decisions during games, uh, you know, adjustments throughout the game. And Greg Roman on offense, man, what they're doing with Lamar Jackson, but you can't take away anything from Lamar Jackson personally because that game in Seattle really, really just, you know, I don't want to say changed my mindset on him, but you, I could feel his passion, his competitiveness, watching the game film and you know the game film the coaches cut up you're not listening to announcers or fans there it's silent and I could feel his passion and energy playing and and I just really was like man this dude is such a competitor and I want him as my quarterback every day of the week just because he just seems like such a winner and he's showing it right now I guess the thing that surprised me most about Lamar was that 
we've always come to expect that Bill Belichick can take away that one thing that you do best. What did he do that may have surprised Bill Belichick? Well, I just think it's that run game. I mean, they have, it's like a triple option backfield. You know, at some points there's four guys in the backfield. There's, you know, jet sweep motions in front of Lamar Jackson, a fullback coming through with the fake, him running the option. So there's a lot of uh, different nuances and guys to stop. So when the Patriots, when you go to rush Lamar Jackson or stay in your lanes, you're, you're, all, you're, you're kind of playing hesitant because you don't want to give up too many gaping holes. But Lamar Jackson is too quick, too fast. And if he gets a crease, he's gone. And you could see it in the running game the other night. So Bill Belichick always seems to struggle a little bit with those athletic quarterbacks because, because you can never really know exactly where they're going to be all the time. Hey, Bruce, the Wi-Fi gods are not entirely with us at the moment. We're going to uh, reconnect you here in just a moment, and we'll dial you right back. But, Ross, let's continue that conversation as we do that regarding Lamar Jackson. Um, when, when you play this out down the string, look, again, I, I was the first to admit I thought the Patriots would win this game by double figures. If they were to play again and call this game in Foxborough in January, do you think it would play out entirely different? Bill Belichick rarely gets beat by the same guy in the same manner, if in fact ever, twice. Uh, I don't think it'll play out in the same manner if they do go against each other. I'm not buying the people out there that suggest Belichick didn't show everything because he thinks they might play later. I think that's a load of crap. But I'm sure they'll have a better plan later down the line. You know, keep this in mind, too. It, they won't be the same teams. Each team will have at least a couple of injuries that will slightly change things. I think that the... Patriots will have a better plan uh, because obviously the plan from Sunday night did not work all that well. And so we'll see. I mean, I don't think they're, I don't think the Ravens will score 37 points. Let's put it that way. Now, one of them was a defensive touchdown, but I do think that the Ravens, uh, the Patriots will have a better plan, but that's, that's not the same thing as saying that they'll stop them or shut them down either. Yeah, yeah. I, I just can't imagine that given what they saw that Bill Belichick couldn't make the adjustments now in order to shut down that running game better, certainly better than he did then. It's just remarkable when you look back on the way he's playing now that this guy was the 32nd pick in the draft. Even the Ravens passed on him. Well, and what I would say about that, though, Dave, is, you know, I don't think he'd be playing nearly as well if he were the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns right now or the New York Jets where guys like Baker Mayfield and Sam Donald were taken ahead of him. I think he is in the perfect situation in the perfect offense. And I think it took a team that was willing to say, you know what, we're going to design the whole thing around his skill set. And we're going to take the chance that a quarterback can get 10 to 15 carries a game and can get hurt. And that'd be my question for Bruce Gradkowski from Pro Football Focus, who we've got back again, who played more than a decade in the NFL as a quarterback. Bruce, I guess the question as it relates to Lamar Jackson, you played a long time, you had some injuries, you've seen a bunch of quarterback injuries. Do you believe that he can last all year and or that he can last multiple years with the offense the Ravens are running right now? 
Yeah, guys, sorry I got cut out. I'm probably better uh, to just listen to than look out, look at. So this probably worked out <laughs> for the best for everyone. Um, but yeah, Ross, I think I definitely think he can last. I mean, I'd look at how he transformed his body this offseason. You see him in interviews. The guy looks strong. I mean, he's physically fit. He looks like he's got a neck and shoulders like a fullback and linebacker. And, you know, when he is running, he's too quick to really get a solid hit on most of the time. So he's able to duck, dive, dodge, and get down and, and protect his body. So I feel like he is someone that can stay healthy. I mean, that's a concern, though, when you do have a quarterback that runs a football lot or is just an athletic quarterback and extends plays. I mean, on design, QB runs this past week. 16 carries for 61 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, that's that's a really good game. And I think the, the, the Ravens like that statistic more than 20, 25 carries a game. Talking to Bruce Gretkowski, Pro Football Focus. Check him out. Just 40 bucks a year, 10 bucks uh, a month. Check out the promo code as well to get 25% off. It's QB25. That's their premier elite subscription today. Uh, as good as Lamar Jackson is playing, is Russell Wilson playing at an entirely different level? I mean, Russell Wilson is. He, he just, he's so accurate with the football on the move as well. Um, that it's just it's just fun to watch. You know, he, right now uh, he's our top QB this season with a 91.9 grade. Uh, you know, in week nine, you know, kept clean. The guy's 21 of 27 for 260 yards and four touchdowns. Like he just knows how to extend plays, make plays with his legs and arms. And Lamar Jackson last week and even the, the previous week, I did it. You know, before their bye, I did a cut up on him that. It was very impressive the plays he's making, even against the Patriots. Think of the third quarter, that long drive they sustained. Lamar Jackson hit a corner route on a key third down to keep that drive moving. He hit that throw from the pocket, standing in there, delivering a good, accurate football. Then he makes you know plays later on in that drive. But I just see it from Lamar Jackson as well right now that he is making the throws from the pocket and making some outside the pocket, and he converts third downs with his legs. Now, Russell Wilson does it better than anyone, because if he gets outside the pocket, you better watch him run and or throw the football. And from the pocket, he's as accurate as anyone as well. So I think Russell Wilson, to me, right now is is the MVP for the way he's playing. You know, it's funny, uh, Bruce. One of the things that stood out to me about Sunday night was Tom Brady throwing the ball away. And I know when we had dinner a few weeks ago, you were talking about that. He leads the NFL in intentional grounding, which is pretty amazing when you consider how often he throws the ball away. Like, he knows the rules. He's good at avoiding intentional grounding. But that's how often he just has to throw the ball away or throw it at somebody's feet. I know it's a combination of both, or all three maybe. But when you look at it, how much of it, in addition to the offensive line and the receivers, how much of it is just a regression in Brady's performance more so than those other two position groups? Well, I think, you know, like we talk about Lamar Jackson, you know, he is in a great situation. You brought up a, a key point. Would he be doing this on other squads right now? You know, I don't think so because of, you know, what he has around him. And, you know, Tom Brady as well. You know, he, he just – He's have, he, he has great coaching around him. He usually has great players around him that 
you know, coach is put in the right situations. Tom Brady, though, when he does feel pressure, if things aren't right, he's going to throw that ball away. He wants to stay healthy. You know, under pressure this past week, 6 of 14, 53 yards and an interception. You know, so he does not like people around him. So he's going to take the chance on throwing the football away and taking that intentional grounding call rather than just get popped upside the head. And uh, and that comes with either guys a uh, miscommunication on routes that I've seen at, at some points this year, or it comes with, you know, protection up front, guys just losing their one-on-one battles. Brady's never going to get fooled uh, blitz-wise. You know, you're not going to get to Tom Brady that way. He's too smart. Uh, but it does happen when guys just get beat, you know, or there's a miscommunication downfield and his receiver, you know, puts a little too much emphasis on the top of the route or does something more. So that's what I see from Brady. But, look, Brady, Brady has graded above 90 the last four years for us at PFF. He's finished in the top five each year since 2015. He currently ranks sixth this year. I mean, so he's been getting better with age. He's been doing it at a high level as well. And I laugh, too, when, when everyone wants to come down on quarterbacks that, you know, have a poor performance. We all, we're all going to have that. And even, even the great ones, uh, that's why you, you have to continue to just see their whole body of work. And I think Brady, over the last few years, man, he's still playing at a high level. Talking to Bruce Gutkowski, a 10-year veteran of the NFL, analyst at Pro Football Focus. Check him out, pff.com. Patriots, probably not the biggest surprise loser on the weekend. That had to be the Green Bay Packers, who went out there to L.A. in front of arguably a home crowd and straight laid an egg. 60 total yards through three quarters. What did you see in the tape? How do you account for a Super Bowl contender with the Hall of Fame quarterback, putting up that type of performance. Yeah, I mean, that was just a knock back to reality. It definitely humbled them. Uh, I think they were on their high horse a little bit. I think they're a very well-coached football team offensively. I love what they're doing schematic-wise. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just couldn't get into rhythm. That offense couldn't get into a rhythm. You know, sometimes what I'm seeing from Rodgers, and he's, what you know, our top three. Uh, he's third right now and uh, graded this season at 87. And But what I see for him during the year is I think he can make more plays from the pocket than he's doing. You know, at times he, he tries to extend the play and get outside the pocket. He can make that play now in rhythm, and sometimes he doesn't like to do that. And, you know, that's, that catches up to him sometimes. It caught up to him in L.A. when, the, 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 you know, the extended plays aren't there or you're missing throws by a hair. He missed some big-time throws downfield, a few of them, that if he connects on them, it's a different ball game. It's a different, you know, offensive performance as a whole. Uh, but they were just a little off. And I think this was probably good for him. And, you know, you heard Tom Brady say it himself. I mean, I th- or, I mean, sorry, Aaron Rodgers say it himself that I think some of the young guys weren't focused on that trip. You know, you go out to L.A. They'd never been there. You're there for two nights. Maybe they, you know, they go out and get into some, you know, action after curfew or before curfew. So, I think there's some things, too, uh, behind the scenes that we're not all aware of, uh, that this is still a young football team. So they need games like this to really humble them. You know, I want to ask you, uh, Bruce, about a guy. I want to give you a lot of credit, man. Uh, A few weeks ago, I asked you about, you know, Brady, and you mentioned he's throwing the ball away so he doesn't get hit a decent amount, and we've seen that. I also asked, this is like a month ago at this point, 
What quarterback's playing well that people don't realize? You said Matthew Stafford. It just keeps going. It's kind of a shame that they're not winning more games because it seems like he just keeps playing well. He definitely is. I mean, he's having a Pro Bowl year, and he's just so impressive to watch the throws that he makes. I mean, he's he, he's good on third down. I mean, and I like what uh, Bevel's doing, their offensive coordinator on offense, as far as their deep crosses, their play-action game. So it is. It, it's, it's fun to watch Matthew Stafford because it looks like he's having fun. It looks like he's swinging it. He's not, you know, overthinking things, and he's just letting the ball loose. Um, and at times there's some, you know, questionable decision-making, you, you know, you'd like to have back. But for the most part, he is, man. He, he, he's throwing so many big-time throws for us um, each and every week. It's like, man, I don't even have to rewatch, you know, if, if we're communicating between all the analysts that are grading all these plays each and every week because there's a handful of us always going back and forth on some of the key throws or throws that we're grading that we're questioning and we joke like, oh, if it's Stafford, man, it's a big-time throw. Just because he's in that mode right now in rhythm, and you know he's just letting that ball loose. Not Matt Stafford, not Russell Wilson and his five touchdown passes, not Lamar Jackson and the win over the Patriots. Graded higher than Derek Carr in Week 9. What has John Gruden done for his game? Uh, and what are you seeing in the tape that's made him such a better quarterback this season? Yeah, Derek Carr, you're, you know, he's flying under the radar. You know, not a lot of people talking about him, but he graded first for us this week, 98.9. Uh, the big thing for me that I, that I see is, and this was early in the year as well, that he was converting, he was hitting the throws he needed to make. So when he got a shot downfield to make a big throw, he was hitting those. When it was in the red zone and he had that chance, he was hitting those. So, because in the NFL, if you have an open guy downfield, you have to hit it. And this week, I mean, man, he probably threw one of the best balls of the week, uh, a seam route uh, to his running back coming out of the backfield, laid a beautiful ball over his shoulder, right down the seam, just enough air to squeeze it in between, you know, over the man-to-man coverage before the safety. I mean, it was just it was perfect. And then on that drive, they keep driving, and that's when he scrambled to his left. And, um, you know, through the touchdown, the game went a touchdown pass with like two minutes or so left. And so he's just playing well. He's playing with confidence. I think John Gruden's offense, I see some new wrinkles and schemes that uh, they're doing a really good job flooding one side of the field. And it's like kind of the Andy Reid stuff, you know, where you see motion and all of a sudden at the snap of the ball with the jet sweep motion and the receivers already lined up on one side of the field, all of a sudden you have four receivers flooding one side of the field and that overloads the defense and now all of a sudden boom you could hit one of those seams so I think John Gruden and his staff are doing a great job uh scheming and I think Carr is just he's feeling himself right now he's in a little rhythm right now and I'm like I I like seeing that man I think the black hole deserves that uh because the Raiders will be leaving soon so it's it's fun to watch how Carr's playing all right Bruce uh Battle of New York on Sunday, Giants and Jets. Who are you feeling better about right now, Daniel Jones or Sam Darnold? Oh, man. You know, both of, the, both of them have their turnover-worthy type plays. Um, you know, Daniel Jones at times, I'm like, man, you have to protect the ball in the pocket. You have to understand 
you have to have a sense of urgency in the pocket. It, it's got to be a sense of urgency, but you have to be calm at the, in, at the same, in the same breath because he's fumbling the ball too many times when he gets hit in the pocket or letting guys get around him, trying to throw as he's about to get hit. And, you know, it gets sloppy at times. But also, Jones does make good decisions. You know, he really does, for the most part, operate the offense well. Sam Darnold in the same sense, too. I mean, there's some plays that you're like, oh, man, just boneheaded throws, um, you know, that it's it's tough to watch. But these are growing pains for young quarterbacks. You know, when when you're in and out of the lineup for injury like Sam Darnold was, and you try to get in that rhythm and flow, and you're trying to match up with Adam Gase and what he's calling, and and everyone to be on the same page, it's tough. So I'm liking uh, the Giants in this one because I feel like they're more probably on the same page in that locker room than the Jets right now. And, Ross, you know how it is. There's a lot about camaraderie and culture. And right now, I think in New York with the Jets, they just don't have it. I love Sam Darnold as a young quarterback. He's got that playmaking ability, the point guard mentality that he can extend plays and make plays happen. But he's got to just reel it in a little bit, get back to the basics, you know, execute the offense. And um, and I like Daniel Jones, too. You know, you're seeing some good things from him, but I'm going to take the Giants in this one. All right, and then the last question, I guess, is uh, Gardner Minshew, Kyle Allen, a couple guys that have played a bunch this year. Do you think they're both starters, Bruce? Have you seen enough to say that these guys could or should be starters in the NFL, or are they still just backups in your mind? You know, I, I think we we saw what these two can be. I mean, I think, you know, given the situation and circumstance, <clears throat> they can start a stretch of games like they, they have. Um, I don't see them as long-term franchise quarterbacks. I think they could play their part and be a great addition to the team. I mean, like Minshew's like a Ryan Fitzpatrick type guy. Um, but I, I love what they're doing. I don't want to take away – from what they're doing and what they've done this year. You know, with Minshew, he really doesn't put the ball in harm's way when he's throwing it. But his, you know, faults have come. His turnover-worthy plays in the pocket and fumbling when he when he scrambles around. And like I was talking about before um, with Daniel Jones, you know, that happens with young quarterbacks. You don't realize the speed of the game, the, 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 the tenacity these guys are coming after that ball with. You have to tuck it and put it away. Um, and Kyle Allen, man, he, he completes the ball, I'll tell you that. Like, his footwork might not always be perfect, but he could, completes that ball and, and puts the ball in the right place most of the time. And he also has the issue of fumbling in the pocket um, and making sure you hitch up in that pocket. So I think both of them have done a tremendous job uh, based on the circumstances. And Minshew brought the Jaguars exactly what they were needing and wanting is that you know, confident quarterback, the guy that, you know, is a, is a guy's guy, leads the huddle, guys want to play with him and for him. That's what the Jaguars have been missing, and, and they love that, okay? Uh, and and talk, ability aside. And then for the Carolina Panthers, they need a guy to hit the open receiver. You know, Cam Newton, when he was playing earlier on in the year, he just wasn't hitting anything. And I know he had some injuries. So it was a breath, you know, a breath of fresh air seeing Kyle Allen come in and do his thing um, and, and play pretty well. Now, the, the Panthers are well coached, uh, so that helps. But both young quarterbacks, I think, do a good job. And we'll see, you know, what their ceiling is. But I think we're seeing them kind of tap it out right now.
Hey, Bruce, before we let you go, man, cool seeing you last Monday. Congratulations on the uh, Whippeal Hall of Fame. If you're from Pennsylvania like I am, I know that's a really big deal. That had to be cool for you. Yeah, thanks, my man. I, I was fired up. You got to see my parents. You know, my mom was like, oh, man, he's so nice. Like, and I was like, mom, don't let him fool you. He comes to Toledo for all the free meals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Awesome, man. Ass. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's Bruce Gradkowski, senior analyst for Pro Football Focus. Check out that website. It's the best, pff.com. They've got a special promo code QB25 to get 25% off your elite subscription today. Nobody has better info. Check out all the grades, pff.com, the best stuff. Bruce Gradkowski is hired, folks. Hiring can be a challenge, as Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner discovered. Gretchen needed to hire a game artist for her education tech company. She knew it wouldn't be easy to find someone to grow with her team, that's why she went to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter and said she was impressed how quickly she found qualified applicants. She also used ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter her candidates so she could focus on the best ones. That's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks. Results like that, no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is so effective for businesses of all sizes? Check them out, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter is, folks, without a doubt, the smartest way to hire. Last night, college basketball season tipped off, and right in between the two big marquee games, one versus two, three versus four, the college football playoff rankings were unveiled. A few surprises were among them. Ohio State 1, LSU 2, Alabama 3, Penn State 4, that was the big surprise for this guy, Clemson 5, Georgia 6. I think the Pac-12 is the big winner here, 7 and 8. They get Oregon and Utah at 7 of 8. And if you project forward, you might have a one-loss Pac-12 team enter in the conversation for the top four because there's so much action among those top six that's going to play out in the remaining weeks. This weekend, LSU Alabama could shake things up. May not if that's a close game. Of note, though, Penn State, Ohio State, November 23rd. That will certainly have some impact on the rankings. Georgia and Auburn next week. And if Georgia were to lose that game, that would be hugely consequential. What did they get right? What did they get wrong? What was your big surprise last night, Ross? Well, so my big takeaway was going to be that these are largely irrelevant uh, <laughs> because there's a bunch of games to come. You know, yep. including LSU, Alabama Saturday. You mentioned Penn State, Ohio State. Other than what is interesting and relevant, you already hit on it. You're stealing all my thunder before you feed it to me to make a comment. <laughs> is is what matters is how they rank the one-loss teams, in my mind, right? Like, what matters is that Utah and Oregon are 7-8. and eight. Because there's a pretty good chance that they go, you know, they don't lose again and they meet for the championship and the winner of that 
should be well positioned because LSU, Alabama, one of them's going to lose. Penn State, Ohio State, at least, you know, one of them's going to lose. There might be other losses. So I think, you know, Utah and Oregon both being ahead of Oklahoma is probably the most noteworthy. It doesn't mean that they still will be, you know, in a month from now, but that's probably the most that that's probably the most relevant because there are still so many other games to be played. You know, Clemson is going to be in the top four because, you know, Alabama and LSU, one of them is going to lose. Penn State, Ohio State, one of them is going to lose. So that that's a good talking point, but ultimately meaningless for who actually gets in. Yeah, some feel it may help them because it might give them some added motivation, place that chip on the shoulder. Dabo Sweeney can tell his guys, nobody respects you, nobody thinks you're any good, and then they go out there and maul their opponents for the rest of the way. But they only play Wake. Not a great schedule remaining. Look, it, it is all going to shake out. It is probably irrelevant in the long run. Nice to see Oregon get that respect, though. That's a fantastic football team you have to look out for down the stretch. That's actually going to do it today. I don't know how we ran out of time on this hump day for Ross Tucker. I'm Dave Briggs. Tomorrow, a free money Thursday. Nick Costos, Brad Evans tell you where to place your money on this weekend's college and pro games and fantasy tips as well. We'll see you Thursday. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.